we got to mix the mission statement with the idea that everything is relevant, our stand-up is relevant, living in New York is relevant, because it's all how to deal with day-to-day life. Yeah. Is that generally yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And how the littlest things in the world ruin your whole outlook on life yeah. just because of one day when it's really not that big of a deal, but we've got to find a way to deal with, with the, our fucking anger, basically. Yeah. Welcome to the Power of How. I'm Matt Fulshron. I'm here with Brennan Tassif. Daniel Torado. I think I've been saying your name wrong all this time. No. You pronounced it a little bit different when you hosted. Dan- How? Daniel Torado. Tura- Tura- no, Torado. No? Okay. Torado. You say Torado, I say Torado. Hey, Torado, Torado. Hey. <laughs> it's actually Tirado, but. There you go. There you go. And what's- I, 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 don't think, I, don't think, I don't think I don't think I said it that way. <laughs> and then what's my name? Uh, Fulchiron. Uh, That's right. You're goddamn right. Uh, we're back. I'm back. In uh, Brooklyn, we had a couple weeks off because I was out of town. Daniel was out of town. Where'd you go? You went up to Toronto, I went Toronto, to, uh, to right? Montreal and Toronto, yeah. Yeah, how was that? It was good. It was, uh, it was, uh, it, it was good. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it's just tricky leaving the family, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, yeah I, didn't I, come I, with? No, 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 okay. no, no. So solo. I got a lot of work done. And uh, the club uh, club was great, you know. Uh, some sold out shows. Nice. Uh, Hell yeah! Yeah, yeah. It's fun. A lot of fun. Hell yeah! A lot of fun. Toronto's fun too. Mm-hmm. You guys played Toronto before, right? I've uh-huh. played Toronto, yeah. and I very much love Toronto. Yeah, and wrote my opening joke in Toronto. It's got that kind of strength. To yeah. It, yeah, 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 you yeah. Know? They're they're a I'm fun crowd. One, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Canada. Canada, overall, <laughs> right. Yep. Damn, till when? Two more years. Oh, wow. you can do that. Yeah. You can do that. Who wants to go to Canada? <laughs> <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, I, I love Canada. Uh, me too. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, no, no, it's fun. And, and uh, you know, Montreal, I, I know how to play Montreal because I'm from Montreal, but right. uh, I know a lot of New Yorkers have a, a harder time with with Montreal because of the cultural differences. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the French, There's uh, it's less of an Anglo crowd. And the, the culture is completely different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but uh, well, how did you feel when you played Montreal well, the first I time? Was, uh, Montreal. That's where I, I met you the first yeah, time, right? So when I played Montreal, I had no reference point, right? And I had no no way to change things for a specific audience. <laughs> so it was yeah. just like I had my main thing was like just trying to get enough material together, right? To do, they only needed me to do thirty-five. 35 I mean, right. that's how it's still how new I was, which is cool. You're still going on last, and the way they do it in Montreal, at least with the way they did it at the club I met you at, is they put up a ton of locals. So you're really going on at the end of a showcase show. Yeah, or maybe yeah. they just did that for me because I was only doing thirty-five. And you know what? A lot of comedy clubs now are 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 headlining comics for thirty-five minutes. Yeah, that's that is the Dude, way to do it because it is like amazing. Because people less people, pressure. People have a hard time and you can just like go hard yep. instead of that pacing it shit out. It's a new um, culture. It's right. a new audience. People have TikTok brain. Yep. So thirty-five minutes is like it feels like you're in church sometimes if someone's gonna do it. But an you hour. Do, I I feel less comfortable doing crowd work. When I do thirty five, you, you know should. I mean? No, yeah, you should just do bang, 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 it, bang, yeah. bang. But it's good to have that crowd work on tape, so you can you know put stuff up there. So you can people keep people right. interested for fifteen more seconds. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right, who cares about the thirty five? Yeah, right. when you got fifteen seconds. Well, do you think it's a, a, a ploy by the? I mean, obviously it has to do with the attention spans of people nowadays. But do you also think it's a ploy because the last like five to ten years, a lot of comics have been pushing. 
for more pay. Do you think the clubs are now like, well, now you're only doing 35, so we can keep you at the same from the, the 1990s clubs pay. Never have any problem. So. No, right, 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 right. <laughs> I agree. Telling yeah. you, you, right. saying, no, you ain't worth, worth it. Okay. You're, yeah. If it's happening, it's because the clubs want it for some reason. It yeah. serves them somehow. Okay. Because, you know, in this age of the writer's strike and now SAG joining in on the strike, it's right. like comics can never strike. Comics will never have unions, and clubs will always fuck us as best they can to our face, mm-hmm. and then right. complain about their bills. Yeah, to us. And and, and and I think this is something that I haven't seen before. But comedy, like, like clubs, used to start on time. Like shows used to start on time. Oh uh, yeah. And now I feel like you know there's ten easily ten minutes late, and if there's a second show, you want to make sure you're not going over. Uh, so. Well, we don't have to deal with check spots in Canada, which is awesome. Yeah, because people are just uh, to the audience honest, that doesn't, <laughs> you know, to the, to the audience that doesn't know. In a comedy club, the headliner has to deal with the fact that they bring the checks out to the last ten the minutes. Audience, yeah, and people are now paying bills while you're trying to do comedy and close they're out doing the show. Ma- they're doing math. You're trying to keep the momentum right. going. Mm-hmm. They're fucking who? Who ordered this beef slider? I didn't get right. a beef slider. Right. You know, so in Canada we do that after the, people pay the bill after the show, because mm-hmm. uh, here most people run out on you know <laughs> yeah. they they want they they, they want to skip the bill yeah so that happened to me. I hosted a show last Wednesday and it's just an honest crowd I, just, no, I know yeah. it's just funny that like people do that shit. right like, oh, they do it all the like, time like would yeah. you be so fucking embarrassed if you got caught doing that yeah. I would be mortified and you're yeah. gonna get caught. But I guess you could just play dumb, and they're just happy that you play dumb Dude, and do you, it. The worst thing that ever happened to me once, yeah, uh, I, I, you know, I love people. You guys know that. Sure. You know, <laughs> I, uh, and, and, uh, and I met this. Uh, I was once uh, in Astoria having a coffee, and I was writing, and I met this this woman and her boyfriend, and uh, we just kind of befriended each other. Uh, we spoke about comedy for like fifteen minutes, twenty uh-huh. minutes, and I say, "Hey, listen, I'm, I'm playing at Dangerfield tonight." It was a Saturday night. I was like, you know, if you guys want to come, I'll just hook you up at the door. They're like, really? Like, yeah, bring a friend. You know, it's no yeah. skin off my back. Uh, and people think that I, they're taken away from my money, but no, 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 uh, no. no you're not. And we're not. I'm not getting paid like that. So I said, yeah, I'll put your name at the door. We text each other. Boom, they show up with a friend. Three people. Saturday night, uh-huh. early show. Uh, they're so happy. Uh, you know, I, the, I, I don't know if this serves a purpose, but they were really tatted up, you know, uh-huh. and I, I, for what it's worth, uh, you know, maybe that'll, I should have, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll explain why. And then, uh, they get a bottle of champagne, they get shots. The <laughs> oh, whole, I know like where the, this is yeah, going. Well, yeah, I know, well, I know where they're going yeah. <laughs> out of the club. So they, they, they bounce like half an hour before the show. They don't pay anything. Oh. The club manager says, because I said, what did I say? Yeah. I have friends coming. Yeah. They right. put three names at the door under my name. Right. And then they said, yo, we're your friends. I'm like, what do you mean? They, well, they left. They left half an hour before the show. Oh. And I'm like, okay, they didn't pay anything. I'm like, what? Oh. They ordered champagne. I'm like, what? It's like, you're going to have to take care of this bill. And I was like, listen, Vince, uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I met them today. You know, yeah. I put them under friends, but, you know, I was just kind of trying to bring people in. And, you know, yeah. it was a full house. They had a great time. They seemed really nice. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, and I, I, I was so embarrassed. I was so yeah. embarrassed. And he was cool enough to not make me pay anything. 
Did you uh, text them or call them and be like, what? You the know hell? what? I said, I'm going to call them right away. And he said something to me. He said, and it surprised me. He says, you know, Danny, with people like that, it's not worth it. Yeah. Right. Like, what are you going to get out of it? Sure. Uh, and I was like, I want to let him know. And he's like, yeah. They know. They, they know. know. Right. Right. It's almost a satisfaction for them. Yeah. Like they they got away with the loot and they're like, yeah. right. motherfucker. But and I, you might have said something nasty to them, but yeah. it don't affect them. They have no shame. They, have, they don't care. No. Yeah. It just it just hit me. If you want to f- like I don't I don't know if you want to fuck a club because you're resentful of, for whatever reason. Uh but to meet someone a stranger that you connected with, you bonded with, you had a good time with and then they go out of their way to help you. And then they just say "fuck you" because for all they know, I'm paying the bill. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that was that was. You so know. you're saying never trust people with tattoos. <laughs> That's that was the whole point. That's why I brought up well, the that tattoos. Happens. That was that was the premise. <laughs> that happens to me at the restaurant because it's a nicer restaurant and people come in to celebrate stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm over the course of the two hours, you get to know them and you're talking and right. you're like, "Hey, I'll throw you a free dessert. We'll get mm-hmm. you some. You right. know, we'll comp a, a glass of prosecco for you both. Like we're celebrating, we're, and everything's all good. And then they like leave zero dollars or just enough to cover the bill. And you're yeah. like, "But I thought, like, right. I went out of my way to make sure you guys were having right. a good time. Yeah. And then you just knowingly looked me in the eye, said thank you so much, and fucked me. Like right. what? Right, right, right. What's wrong with you? Yeah, 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 yeah." Yeah, I, I just had a vibe with it because they were really tatted up, you know. Like yeah. I was like, I just had a vibe, but I'm like, they're cool, you know. Sure, they wouldn't. I never would well, ever think anyone would do such well, a thing. Well, also in your defense, you're supposed to invite people, yeah, and you're supposed to put people on the guest list, right? If it gets them in the door, yeah. And you, you really, well, you really assume that someone's not going to fuck you that bad. Yeah, that's a, that's you crazy. assume you're not going to get fucked that bad. Yeah, it'd be one thing if he came up and said like, "Oh, they didn't tip the server or something," but to just walk out on the entire bill and order champagne, yeah, like who orders champagne at a I comedy think, club? <laughs> I think there's a silver lining here. They weren't, they didn't stick around to heckle motherfuckers. Yeah, after they after right. they drank that whole bottle of champagne. <laughs> Because clearly they're not into respect. Yeah it's, yeah, it's weird how they do that, uh, how they do the check. Because I've been at clubs where, like, the seller will do it at the very, very end, you guys know. And then um, there's other clubs where they do it, like, halfway through the last comic set. They'll do last call. And, it, like, the whole last comic yeah. set's totally fucked. Because it's like, yeah. you're doing last call, like, two minutes into their 15-minute set. Right. But I was hosting a show at... Uh, Greenwich Village last Wednesday and it was insane because the last comic who went up he was like hey man what you're gonna have to do is we only have one card machine in the back and we only have one server so you're gonna have you, you can't light me like I have to be up there until they run every single person's card so they make sure they don't wow. like, get sneak out oh my god and it's one thing at a bigger club when there's four servers and everyone has separate card machines and you can just boom 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 he was up there for like 15 or 20 minutes. And this is after one of those shows where there's some spots for like paid regulars and then there's some bringer spots for younger comics. So there was 15 people on the show and everyone's yeah. doing five to set, like everyone's yeah. doing five and then the, the, the paid regulars are doing seven. So I was like, I'm in the back, like as the host, like this is too long. This right. is too long. Right, yeah. right, right. Like, you right. could see people yawning and like yeah. people like, and I was like, what? And then the lady comes out, this big stack of like all the cards, and she's like, "Okay, you can light them now." And I was like, "Fucking yeah, yeah, can I?" Yeah, yeah. I, I did seven thirty. It's almost ten yeah. o'clock. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was featuring, or actually, emceeing for Segura in Columbus at the Funny Bone. But they told me stick around another day to headline the Sunday, and I'm oh, like, "Awesome!" Oh yeah. 
And so, and I get there, they're like, you know, speaking of 35, they're like, you're only doing 35. I'm like, piece of fucking cake. Piece of cake. Close it out on a Sunday. This is awesome. <laughs> and then they go, um, the, the show starts and they go, hey, the credit card machines aren't working. Just go, oh, go as long as you want. Man. So it turned into, I don't know how much time I'm doing. It went from I can sprint through yeah. and just fucking machine gun these jokes bang, 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 to bang. I now have to like take my time. I don't like going in on a mission without knowing Parameters, everything. Yeah. And did you know that right before? Yeah, like right before. Oh, it was like man. it went from like cool, common, collected right. to hey man, yeah, you know, and everything was fine. But I did crack after a while. I was Would like, you, look, how, everybody. How I, I only did like 50 minutes, but it was like not knowing. Yeah, right, fuck right, me right, up. Right. And um, just staring in the back looking <laughs> for somebody. Around like 42, I go, you know what, everybody? I'll be honest with you. They don't have the credit card machines working. I'm fucking stalled. Like, I spilled my guts. <laughs> because when I, when I do comedy, I, I don't always, I find that if I'm guarded, I fuck myself. <clears throat> right. So, like, it popped in my head. And I was like, that's my style anyway. Honesty, yeah. Slightly disrespectful, slightly man behind the curtain. And I was just like, bah, here's the <laughs> truth, everybody. Right, 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 right. And, and uh, they loved that, I'm sure. Yeah, some people loved it. Some people were like, oh, what? Like, a lot of people don't like that. Like, a lot of people would rather have, like, fake confidence and bravado rather than, eh. I'm not so sure all of a sudden. What, you know, they don't like it. And they, I, love it I, they love I, it in New York. Yeah. Well, I, I, that's what I'm all about. Is I'd rather dig myself a hole and see if I can get out of it mm-hmm. than than just like go yeah. full throttle and just be thinking about something else while I'm saying something. Right, 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 yes. right, right. I like, totally I like, fuck you up. I like to be honest. Fucks me up when you know, like the, at the show, like something's going. Like I feel like something's going wrong. Right, but it's like you can't say anything. Right. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Just gonna talk up here. Yeah, it's like the first time I... Did, did we talk about this? The first time I, I auditioned for Broadway when I first moved here? I think a little bit, but I'm not sure. Go ahead. It's like they... I was working the world upstairs. They had a comedy club, a small you know, small, small room. And they said, uh, Danny, we need someone downstairs. Uh, comic didn't show up. Uh, can you do 10 minutes? I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. It's like, it was mm-hmm. like... And it was the first time I ever played uh, Broadway. Saturday night, full house. What, maybe 220 people? I go, I kill it, and it's like, all right, I'm doing 10, I'm done, you know, 10, mm-hmm. 12 minutes pass. <laughs> like, you know, you're closing out with your closer at yeah, eight, sure, you know, yeah. your strongest joke, yeah. then 12, then 15, then 17, <laughs> then 19, then 20, and I'm like, shit, man, it's like, I, I don't mind, I don't mind doing the time, yeah. it's just the order of the jokes, I just want to leave you a know. crazy well, yeah, bang. You came here, for, you, you had already know. been doing right. comedy, so you have the time. And you know people are watching you too. Right, yeah. but it's like the not knowing, yeah. and then I'm, I'm on stage for 25 minutes, when I'm supposed to do 8 to 10, and then I'm like, what the fuck happened? You yeah. know, they late me at, a, at 24, 25, and I'm like, what happened? And they're like, ah, oh, we ran out of ice, <laughs> so we had to go, the busboy had to go fetch ice. <laughs> And come back, and you were doing so great that we just left you on stage, dude. You know when you're sweating on yes, stage? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. very much. Very aware of that. Yeah. And it's the not knowing. Yeah, it's the not knowing. How do you? It's it's like it's like uh, CK had that that saying. You start off with your best joke. Yeah. Open, open with your closing bit. Yeah. And go from there. And that's kind of how it felt. Like I, I was doing my my best closing bits. Right. And 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 I was. 
by 10, I was like, I'm out. Yeah. But then I, I couldn't leave because I remember once the first time I auditioned at comics, they told me to five minutes and I left it and I said, I'm not going over five minutes, but I didn't get the light, but I yeah. knew that I did five minutes. I was positive. Right. Like, they don't want to disrespect the club. So I left yeah. the stage and the host didn't show up for another three minutes. Yeah. So the whole room had an empty stage yeah. for three minutes. So I said, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. So I was gonna, actually just about yeah. to ask you that. If you guys know you have like five, seven, 10, 12 minutes, but it's at like a show where the host is kind of coming in and out. So you answered it. You just stay, you stay on stage so you get the light. I yeah. stay on stage. If I yeah. can't, if I can't see the, um, there's a lot of things I like to know when I'm doing a showcase shows. I want to know if the next comic is there. Yeah. I want to know if the MC is in the room. I'm keeping track of the MC is in the room. That's what I do, yeah. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is more important than the light. Um, But I also, like we were just talking about before, and I just did it recently at the West Side Comedy Club, will be like, hey, did you light me? Yeah. Like, I'll ask. I will fucking ask because I want to know. Yeah. Yeah, because I did a a guest spot at the stand, and all the comics are doing 10 to 12, but I was doing a guest spot, so I was doing five. And I I always audio record all my sets, so I have my phone on the stool recording. And I look over and it's like 4.35 and I was like, I didn't get a light. I don't see the host. Yeah. But I'm like, you know, I don't want to, di- you know, I'm newer to New York. I don't want to disrespect right. the club. So I was like, I'm getting off at yeah. five. Right. Yeah. And so like, I same thing, going to the closing pit and I'm like panicking in my head because I'm yeah. like, where the fuck is the host? For right. some reason, running the light is way more forgivable than going short. Yeah. Okay. Or what they consider short. Yeah. Mm. Like if you're getting laughs and you go long. They're never mad at you. Mm-hmm. In fact, you'll notice most people go long. Yeah. I don't respect that. I don't I appreciate so that. Yeah. I don't do it. As soon as I see that light, I wrap it up. Yep. I'm a, to me, it's almost like like a, a round of endurance. It's like, I see that light. I'm like, I'm getting out of this alive. Yeah, right. We're done. We're here. Yeah, we I'm not taking it. any more chances from here on out. Yeah. I am doing two minutes, a minute 59. I'm getting the fuck off. That's it, to me. It's like getting away with something. It's like a heist. <laughs> like I want to get out with yeah. the laughs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because I I panicked, and then the host was coming into the room to light me as I was like, "And your host, ladies and gentlemen, right. give it up for your." Yeah. Host. And she was like, "What?" And like panicked, and I was like, "You said five. Like that was was five fifty. Like where were you?" Right, 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 right. That's what I'm saying. If the host is in the room, fuck it. Yeah. You, you had a uh, an incredible week. Yeah. Or a well, week. yeah. Journey about so, it. Yeah, but yeah. this but this reminds me. So I I got back from Hawaii and. I I went up at this little place called the Black Cat, and I just fucking crushed it. And then I went to the West Side Comedy Club that night, and I just fucking just crushed it. Even though I was like, I was like, "Hey Jen, did you give me the light?" And she was like, "No." And I was like, "All right," because I knew I did fifteen, right? Yeah. And I was like, "All right." And so I just kept going. And then later on, I was like, I asked the audience, "I'm like, have you ever seen a comedian ask to leave before?" And like, even that got a laugh. Like I was just in the zone. And then I went to um, the last show before the, the tour. I was going on a UK tour, going to Dublin, Glasgow, Scotland, Belfast, Amazing. London, Birmingham, Manchester, and then Reykjavik, Iceland. And so I'm we like- We were keeping I'm, track. We were keeping I'm, track. I'm in the zone. Like I'm like, I'm like, I just crushed there. I crushed there. I go up to this place. I've, I've seen you there before, the Tribeca Comedy Club. Yeah. And um, it's practically a bar show. Right. I went up there, and they're they're bringing me up first, and which I don't love first in New York because then it's all crowd work, and then it's you. But Mm -hmm. I'm like, fuck it. Ten minutes is ten minutes, and I'm good now. We were talking about that earlier. Like I'm, I just had two good sets. So in my head, I'm like, I'm good now. I'm indestructible now. Not like I was three weeks ago when I had that bad set. (laughs) 
mm-hmm. this is the new me. And I, <laughs> I go up, and the dude gives me a terrible intro, and I think you guys will agree. He goes up there, he goes, this next comic is the funniest comic you've ever seen. He's a genius. Oh, no, no, no. Why do you do this? <laughs> That's easy to disarm, though. Not for me. No. I went up there, I made every fucking mistake, and within three minutes, I, I go, oh, my God, I can't believe it, I'm fucking bombing. Like, I said it out loud. Like, I can't believe this is happening. And, like, everybody's on their phones. Like, I instantly lost everybody. Wow. And I just fucking, I just leaned into the bomb harder than I ever have before. Like, I'm doing all my old jokes. Like, yo, is there insurance on this stage? Because I'm ripping this bitch to pieces. And I'm like, light me. Light me. Light me. Like, I just fucking went down in flames. Like, I made a decision on purpose to go down in flames. It seemed unrecoverable. It just, it had this feeling. And I hadn't, I hadn't felt that way in a long time. And so I just went with it. I was like, this is just, it's like in tennis where it's like, fall. Like, yeah. just get me off yeah, the yeah, yeah, stage. Yeah. This, no love. This no is, love. <laughs> you know, and to be honest, I, I was getting laughs by the end. I really was. But it was just such an uncomfortable feeling. And um, I just stuck. And then I was just, I went, I just like totally wrecked all my like good vibes and everything. Right. And I was also dealing with the fact that when I was going to the UK, the way these big shows work is the opener does 15 minutes, gets off stage for 20 minutes, and then does five minutes before the headliner comes on. And I'm also thinking in my head about like all my pop culture references. Like my opening joke, my favorite joke has a reference to Dick's Sporting Goods, which they don't have over there. So I've come up with another store, like maybe that'll work, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And um, the theme to the tour was I never got on the right sleep schedule. I, I had a, a nice play, a nice seat in the airplane where I could have taken a, a nap on the way over there. It was a red eye, which means I was leaving at 9.30 and landing yeah. at like 4.30. Uh, and, um, but the show I was watching called Your Honor, they had it on their TV. So I'm like, yeah, let me just catch up on a couple episodes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I didn't get any sleep. Then I got there. Then I slept all during the day. And then I woke up at like 3 p.m., and then couldn't get back to bed until like I don't know, like five a.m. Yeah, six a.m. Woke up like right before the show. Ooh. Did the show? The show was awesome, but it was so funny to get off stage and have that break because you're just you're just standing there and like people are around. And over the course of the week, people wanted to come up and do like a debriefing. Like, did you like them? Were they good? Blah blah blah. Yeah. And so now you're having like this halftime. Locker room meeting that you don't want to have. Yeah. You just want to get up there. We're gonna there. make some in-game adjustments. We're gonna yeah. yeah, and finish it out. And um, most of the shows were awesome. Um, although some of them were awesome, like only on the internet afterwards. Like you play these big, <laughs> these big stadiums, right. you know, and it's hard to feel the energy. But again, it's only a fifteen-minute thing, so you just keep your composure yeah. and you go through. But it doesn't feel like super great. Mm-hmm. Now, the good thing about the intermission was the I usually would kill for the five minutes. Like even I thought, yeah, I killed during the five minutes because they already knew who you were, and so you could just get into some bangers mm-hmm. and you could like really sprint because you knew you were getting off in four and a half yeah. minutes. And so that actually turned out to be kind of a cool thing. Um, 
I never got on schedule. One day I was in three cities at once. I woke up in Glasgow, oh, wow. flew to Belfast, and then flew to London after the show. So that was wild. God. And you know what was funny was the the promoter, the guy driving us to the show was telling us all about like the Irish civil wars. And people were asking him, like, you know, were you ever does the does it like does the beef still follow? Are you still like you still get in fights and yeah. stuff over this stuff? And he's telling all these stories about like how he ducked violence here, he ducked violence there. And, and he fell pe- asleep. And people <laughs> what? You fell asleep? No, I didn't fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought you were catching up and like, oh, you passed. Oh, 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 I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, no, I didn't fall asleep. I'm listening to everything, and then, and then people are like, wow, that's crazy. You know, civil war in your own country. I'm like, are you guys crazy? Like, we're right. getting shot up every weekend, and yeah. it's political. Yeah, 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 this yeah, yeah, is like, what yeah. the fuck are you talking about? Right. Like, we're doing this. Right. This is what we kind of do. And I was opening up shows like that too. I was going like, it's nice to be someplace. I, I was like, I would say things like, I haven't been shot at, at in like three fucking days, which is a nice change of pace for. Americans and like people weren't they weren't like down with that and yeah, I would be like yeah. I'd be like uh, I like to start off the show light you know <laughs> stuff like that right I paid for laundry for the first time in my life because that's what that's what's great about a tour like that and that's what sucks about a tour like that is all your effort goes into finding coffee finding something to eat finding a laundry mat you, you pay laundry here Hmm? You pay for laundry here, no? Well, this is let me let me tell you what I'm talking about. Is I've never paid for laundry at a hotel. Oh, like because, a hotel because I'm looking. I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, am I gonna walk a mile? Right, 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 right. Figure out their coins. Yeah, and they're you know I've yeah. got cash on me. So I and I'm like you know fuck it. I've always wanted to do this. I'm paying for laundry, and it's like it was like three days worth of laundry because I only travel carry on. Mm-hmm. So it was just like every three or four days I want to do laundry. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the bad is going to influence the good in my suitcase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I turned it over, and they they're, they're just like so cool about it. They're just like yeah, what time you want it done? I'm like nine thirty a.m. They're like yeah. We got it for you. They delivered to me 9.30 a.m., like right on the nose, and it cost me 180 American dollars. Holy <laughs> Come on. shit. No, dude. That's one of those ones where you get the bill in pounds, and it's still high. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, hi, I haven't even converted this yet. I got to multiply this by 125. Uh-huh. It was at a really nice hotel, so everything costs everything. Everything costs a lot of money. But how big was your bag? It was like a What's small... What's a carry-on? Right. Uh, we're talking about... No, it wasn't that. It was like three or four pairs of underwear, three or four pairs of socks, Dude, three or four on. shirts, and it was 180 bucks. So... And that wasn't a mistake. That was not a mistake. I knew going... They, 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 they give you the itemized receipt. Yeah, the breakdown. It, was, it just says, you got fucked. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, yeah. man. Yeah, it's and wild. I, I'm guessing it's the shirts, right? They... They iron the shirt. Oh, press it. Was it nice? The presentation you get is amazing. Yeah, the collared shirts, the button downs. (laughs) Like a bunch of hookers are wearing your shirts. What's going on? They were so pressed and so so gorgeous. Just before I got the bill too, so I was really admiring them. Yeah. Now I'd be like, just throw them back in the bag, assholes. (laughs) (laughs) You know. But you got to look at it like you're getting most of your meals for free. You're getting all these accommodations for free. Right. You're getting all this travel for free. Yeah. So sometimes you got to bite the bullet because 
your job as an opening act is not so much to be funny on stage, it's to be pleasant to be around. And part of being pleasant to be around is not smelling like shit. And then, you, or and bitching about it. After. You never yeah. complain. No, you no, never no, no, complain no, no. about a goddamn thing. You know, and you shouldn't. Yeah, you know, you're you're lucky. Wow. And um, I find myself in those situations. It costs what it costs. Situations, yeah. From time to because I fucking I bur- I light money on fire. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> you guys know this. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we went eating with you. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it's one of those things where. In the moment, you're like, yeah, it just caught. But sometimes you get the bill and you're like, no, 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 no. Right. I know it costs what it costs, but yeah. I didn't think it was going to cost yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What hurts? You can't back out. You're like, oh, fuck. What hurts is when you say, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. And you kind of never should do that. You should. The way I think you're supposed to look at it as an enlightened adult is this, this guilt or shame, whatever I feel, serves a purpose. And that purpose is to not do this again. Mm. It doesn't serve you. Much to like dwell on the. I would have the shame I, in, in your situation. Knowing me, I would have done my own laundry. I would have grabbed like a, you know some Tide. And, yeah, and just done it in the yeah, sink in the, in the sink. bathroom. Yeah, or yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, I have no regrets. Right, 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 right. Whatsoever. In fact, I didn't spend that much money on the tour. Yeah, right. You know, I spent less than five hundred bucks, and I went to what four, five, five, five or six, seven cities. You know, four different countries. I did all right. Yeah, amazing. You know, that's so cool, man. And. um then we went to Iceland, which was totally beautiful. Totally, You've never been there before, to, have you? I've never okay. been there before. Totally chilled out. I totally recommend it. They speak English. They drive on the right side of the road. They're, everybody's chill. Mm-hmm. Everybody's friendly. But Uh-oh. we stayed at this hotel, and next door they were having the uh, Council of Europe meetings. And so people from all over the world were going to be there. Important people from all over the world were going to be there. And there was military police from around the world with machine guns (laughs) in the lobby. I'm walking in, and I turn around to see if the rest of the guys are coming. And there's just this this dude with, like, a gun. He's like a cop that I don't recognize at all. I don't recognize the uniform or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. They walk in, and it's just tons of, like, they look like soldiers. And um, everybody's got their eyes on you. Everybody's like the hotel is in control of them because they're cop. Like something about holding a machine gun makes you feel like you're not subject to <laughs> the hotel check-in staff, right? Right. And so no one sir, is sir. paying you any respect. You have to like move out of their way, and it gets to the point where you can't even um, get in and out of there. You can't get a car there. Can't get picked up there. You have to walk a couple blocks the other way. And yeah. you have to show your hotel to a guy with a machine gun to get back in. And it was, it was really stressful. And Tom changed hotels for different reasons. And we were going to go eat dinner at the hotel, and he couldn't get back in. Even though we like totally sorted it out with the front desk, the military police were like, no way, you can't come in, they, blah, blah, blah. And at one point, I'm standing in front of Tom while they're still trying to work it out. And this like regular Iceland plainclothes cop, like... Steps right in front of me to talk to Tom, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> you know, like that. And then the guy with the machine gun puts his hands on me and like moves me over, and it's just—it was just like crazy stressful, just how much, and 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 they have to, they had to put us on these golf carts to get it to a pickup place to go catch a ride to go to the airport, and it's raining, and you're just trying to not feel 
You're trying to not get wet to go to the airport so you're not wet at the airport yeah. for like seven, eight days. And this this one kid, it was like, and we're so fucking stressed out and pissed off that this this kid driving us to the um to the little checkout point, he's like, it's not usually like this, which is like somebody at the hotel sells us that every five minutes. It's not usually like this. And I'm like, yeah, but we're here now. Yeah. Right. Like we don't care about what it's normally like. We're paying for now. They should not have rented rooms to civilians during this shit. And he's going right. There's like, there's police barriers. There are cars, like two cars set up in the middle of the road. And the guy in the golf cart is just speeding towards the cop car, thinking the cop car is going to get out of the way. And then he slams on the brake. And and uh, the tour manager is like hanging out the side, and he's like, "God damn it!" He's like, "Slow down!" The guy's like, "Don't worry, don't worry." He's like, "Don't tell me not to fucking worry." <laughs> I'm hanging out the side of this golf cart. I fucking there's rain on me. It was so fucking stressful in that regard. But then on the other hand, we had a whole day off there. Oh, and and also the show there. We were told, everybody in the UK told us, these are all just not comedians. They were just regular people. They're like, right. you guys are going to bomb in Iceland. Nobody from Iceland has a good sense of humor. You're going to eat shit. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, and I, I walk up on stage. I'm just thinking, well, this is like the last show. Like, you just do this show. You yeah. keep your cool. You go slow. Just just kind of treat it like a discussion, you know, like a lecture or something. Oh, yeah, and I'm walking out and like everyone's just cheering so hard. And I start like doing the the bullshit jokes up front just to acknowledge you're in the city. Like I'm like, I have no idea how much money I spent. You know, I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm. I got a bag and a chips. And they're like, that's eight million chronos. I'm like, that sounds about right. Put my credit card in. Now, it didn't go over the limit. This must be fine, you know. And they're laughing at all this like ramp up stuff and then I just go into my set and it's just like crush city it was the best show on the tour wow it was it was cool, absolutely amazing and uh it was like a celebration of the whole thing yeah and it was so cool there to see Tom you know I came in at the like the last third of the tour but he had been there since April 13th and just to see him get off stage for the whole European tour because they went all the way from Eastern Europe all the way back through yeah. through the UK to Iceland and it was just so cool to see him um, well, you know, is, finish that this to is be the last there. leg, right? Yeah. This was the last leg of the, the whole thing because he's been on tour now for almost 18 months. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. Wow. It's not, it wasn't just a European tour. It was, it was the entire tour that I did the second week with him mm-hmm. in August of 21 yeah. in, uh, in New England. So it was pretty, pretty cool to like that's be there awesome. at the beginning and then be there at the end. And uh, I just traveled the world, man. Yeah, and then to the day off in Iceland was just glorious. And I, I had to wake up early. I can't wake up. I can't sleep when I know I have to wake up early. Mm-hmm. So the night before the day off, we had to meet at nine a.m. to go on this little Iceland tour. And I can't sleep. I fall asleep at like five a.m. Wake up at eight a.m. And I finally got to bed at a decent hour on the last day. And got a good night's sleep just in time to get on a plane for and 12 come home. hours. But it's great coming west because you're ahead of the clock at that mm-hmm, point. Mm-hmm. I was in bed at 8 p.m. Uh, here in New York and woke up. I woke up at 4 a.m. and just like got to work because there's all this shit you're neglecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, you yeah. just you just um, have to deal with all that. And uh, but like, and I, I got the post tour depression yesterday. I'm fine today, but it was like tour is so simple. It's just 
make sure you meet when you're supposed to meet on the schedule. And it comes down to basic stuff like, and even though it's not easy, like I had problems sleeping, finding food, doing laundry, but you're just putting your effort into that set tonight, like Mm -hmm. working out the kinks on your set and taking care of these little basic life needs. There's a tour manager. You go up and you do your set. They order dinner for you. And it's just, it's not real life. Mm -hmm. It's just... It's amazing. And being a comedian is a lot like, I saw this documentary about actors and Jeremy Renner was in it. And he's like, being an actor, I look for work for a living. Like that's the real job. Yeah. And then when you get the work, that's the best part of your life. It's almost like your leisure time in a way. Like you really have to give it all on stage, but but you don't have to worry about shit. Yeah. And you don't have to take care of your busy work and you can slack yeah. off on your social media, even though you're getting the dopest pictures of the year, you know? Yeah. So it Those was, some awesome it was, pictures, dude. <laughs> uh, it was a great, uh, great experience. No doubt about it. It, it was, man. it was like, it was like, I felt like I actually accomplished something on this tour because I was intimidated about doing it all in the different cultures. And like, I really showed up and did my best and you feel like you won over some fans, mm-hmm. people who've never heard of you. It was like, it was more satisfying than a normal tour. Well, sure. it's cool. I, I think the the best way to write uh, is to be like timeless and universal. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. So, yeah. thirty years from now, your jokes are still so, still going to be funny, regardless of the time, culture. Mm-hmm. Those are the best jokes. That's, Absolutely, you know, th- that's why I can never write topical. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. Like, crowds love topical. Yeah, they love topical. Eat it up. But. Then it serves you for what three weeks a month. I never like topical. That, for, to me, that's what Twitter is for. Right. Yeah. But you know who's really good at that is uh, surprisingly Bill Burr. <laughs> well, he's amazing. Being, I, he's I, always. I, got, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's always got an yeah, opinion, but he, so yeah. he's never fucked. But yeah, but yeah. his like everything that's was topical maybe like six months ago. Uh, will sound great on his special, or even a year ago, will sound great on his special, and he he just brings such a just a different angle to well, the whole thing that it's it's you know it's it refreshing. Only, it only starts with the current event, then it grows into this, right, this whole, whole other premise right. that involves him. Yeah, usually, right. and the, yeah, the current event is just the uh, vehicle to get to the point that he wants to make. Mm-hmm. Right. The weird thing is, I've seen it from the opposite end of the spectrum. Going to open mics and stuff still from time to time, and you'll see people who are like, "Oh, this joke about the queen dying fucking killed." So I'm just going to keep doing it. And it's like, bro, that was like three months ago. Right? Like, come on, man. Like it's yeah. not even that good right. either. Like, what are we yeah. doing? Yeah, yeah. But if you hear Bird talk, you want, I want to yeah, hear what Bird's got to say about it. Right, say, right, right, yeah. right, right. A year later. Yeah. You know, I still want to know what he thought about it. Because he'll start off with a crazy premise. Mm-hmm. He'll be like, "Yeah, I think." Uh, I think the Queen of England was a spy who <laughs> smuggled Russians into the country or something like it's something yeah. absurd and you go It's been a robot for the last three yeah, years. Yeah, you go no way and then like he convinces you. She died yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah, uh, that's so cool, man. I'm so happy for you. Me too, well man. Well deserved. Thank you. It was I, awesome. I, was, I followed it. Was it was exciting. It's, I followed every post. I, I was, saw I was the, the one on the big you. screen and the uh, Unreal. It's uh, Yeah, I played Wembley Stadium. So that's like that's so fucking huge. Crazy, do you know? Crazy, and Sean takes great pictures too. Yeah, is he man. the one taking the pictures? He took pictures, and then there was another guy doing videos. Which okay. the guy Wembley was my toughest show because people were still finding their seats when I was on, um, so there wasn't a lot of energy. But then he cut together this, this Dude, post that <laughs> makes me look like a fucking. It looks like a whiskey commercial, right? You know what I mean? I'm like chilling in the back, like yeah, I pulled it off, like all laughing and shit. <laughs> I was waiting for like. 
during the video, I was waiting for it to be like, no, 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 because it looked like a rock video, like coming off the stage with the the full charge swagger and stuff. I texted you about it. You go. Yeah, it was a it was a good show. <laughs> yeah, that was never a bad show, but that was definitely the most difficult <laughs> to like said. keep your composure. You <laughs> he know, said it was the most and of difficult. Course, and of course, my cousin was there. Like as soon as he found out, because my cousin lives there. Oh yeah, we talked about your and cousin was asking about yeah, tickets. Yeah, so stuff. it's like it's always when your family shows up that Murphy's Law. Yeah. Speaking of Ireland, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's always going to be the the worst show right. of the tour. Oh, bro, I have I have a story about that. Yeah, uh, I uh, while you had your. Best time ever. I had probably one of my the worst sets. <laughs> the worst sets. Did you miss the part where I was at Tribeca? <laughs> uh, bro, I, that's I a, haven't bombed like dude, that in decades. You know what? I wish. I wish I could have bombed like that. Uh, I'm not kidding. I wish I could have bombed like that. Oh, what happened? Yo, Is this was, back home? No, it was here. Oh, shit. So, uh, my buddy is a magician and he. <laughs> this is great. Already. It's, a, it's a good. Yeah. It starts off great. This is a Bill Burr premise. Uh, he's he's a, a professional magician, street magician as well. And he, uh, uh, our kids go to the same school. And he says, listen, I want to do benefit. And uh, we're going to have a few artists. Do you want to be part of it? You'll be the comedy uh, part of the the show, and I'm like, yeah, sure. It's like, when are you doing this? And he's like, it's a, it's you know, it's in about a month. But um, but I said, great, we're doing it nighttime, right? He's like, no, we're gonna do it in the afternoon. I was like, dude, comedy, you <laughs> know, wait for that, the sun to yeah. go down. And it's like, yeah, and plus parents drink, and he's like, no, none of that. They won't have that. It's in the school, uh, and the kids will be there. Oh my god. And I'm like, ah, you know what? It's in a month. Don't worry about it. I said, I'm in. I'm in. I'm, I'm fully in. Uh, and then it's a week before, and I'm like, you know what? We should do this nighttime. You know, we should, you know. And then he's, uh, no, it's in the afternoon, and, and there's going to be a lot of kids. I'm like. I'm listening. Right. Yeah. And you're telling me it doesn't pay anything? I'm there. So, so it's not paying anything. And then. Uh, three days before the show, which is on a Saturday, and this never happens. <laughs> this never happens. I get uh, it's Reykjavik I, all over again. I, I, I get I get a paid uh, uh, a gig. They offer me a paid gig uh, in Long Island to, for two shows. So I'm like, oh damn, do I get a paid gig, two paid shows, and have great audience? Mm-hmm. People want to see comedy, or do I commit? To, you know, stick to my word. I said, you know what? I committed. I can't cancel three days before. I'm like, let's just do this. And you know, there's there's some form of honor, you know, sure. the, you know yeah. right, right. The illusion yeah. of that you're a good person. So uh, let's do this. I'm on the second half, which is great. You know, the, they'll be warmed up. So there's a magician. There's a, a guitarist, and then there's a, a intermission. Yeah, uh, which is horrible. Mm-hmm. And then and then there's me. Yep. So. <laughs> I go up and it's my f- my my son's school. All his friends are there. All the parents that I see, you know, uh, when I pick them up, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I'm doing what 15 minutes. Uh-huh. I, I can I can I can do sure. 15. I can kill 15. 15. You know, I, I got I got I, you know I got, got parent jokes. Yeah. yeah. So I show up on stage and the kids just start yelling. <laughs> so there's like a bunch of like, you know, shitty paintings behind me. And I, I started, you know, poking fun of the, of the paintings. <laughs> They're like, no, no, that's not what it is. It's not a boat. It's like, it looked yeah. like the Titanic or something. Uh-huh. Like, no, that's not a boat. I was like, what is this? Uh, like a, a painting looked like a nat- nativity scene. I was uh-huh. like, no, that's a bar. 
And and they're just heckling me. They're they're uh, we're talking about like maybe a room of uh, I'm guessing 130 people, 120, uh-huh. and 70 percent of them were kids. The yeah. children, and children yeah. are heckling. Yeah. So and then you see the parents who are tired of dealing with their kids. Yeah. Uh, they're not controlling their kids. Right. Uh, they're not happy at this point. To you know, they're not enjoying a comedy show. And uh, and I'm seeing their faces, and they just they're, they're no love, like no yes. no enthusiasm. I know that look. It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible when you get zero love from you know from parents. Right. Now, like you could do this, it's going to be okay. Just yeah. like you know that bl- that yeah. blank stare. They are on your side until you walk on that stage, and then they're like, "You're on your own." Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and then I said, you know what? Maybe may, my all my bo- all my jokes are bombing. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm doing like really like my classic shit. Yes. You know, yeah. The great stuff. And then I said, it's not working. None of it is working. So, so I tell, I ask kids, all right, maybe, you know, what kind of jokes do you want to hear? And then a kid just yells out, funny ones. We want to hear funny jokes. I was like, oh, man, all right. I don't have, no, you're not going to get any yeah, funny jokes yeah. this afternoon. And then what I did do is I was bombing. And then uh, I said, you know what, I'll bring just kids on stage and they'll tell jokes. You know? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And that was like Read a. the room, uh, yeah. there you go. So I started doing that, and that kind of works, but I'm 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 avoiding myself. I bet that works really well, to be honest with you. Yeah, it it, it, it was a mess. Sure, it was still whole, a mess. The whole thing was a mess. Yeah, you know, I just trying to save my ass and and also get the kids engaged because they're thinking comedy. They they have a completely different sense of humor and their idea of what comedy is. Mm-hmm. So none of what I was talking about was funny to them. Um, and then that that was you know. It, it was what it was, but when I stepped off stage, one of the kids came up to me and they said, you're, uh, you know, uh, you're so-and-so's father, right? And, I, and, I, and I'm like, yeah. I was like, oh, man, he must be so embarrassed right oh, now. Oh, my God. And, and you're and, fucked, and, too, because you can't be like, no, yeah, because yeah. you can't deny ever right. that your son is your son. Yeah. And That's that, like and sacrilegious. Exactly. And you can't fight yeah. him. He's a kid. It's a girl. And she comes up to me and that was that was the most hurtful. She said, oh. you know, uh, a, a friend of mine, we, I'm not going to mention any names, but she said, you know, we were in the bathroom and she said, oh, my God, uh, his son must be so embarrassed. <laughs> and then she's telling me about the conversation she had with her friend. Uh. And that was honestly... Probably the most hurtful thing. Because she's presenting it to you like, isn't this funny? Like, aren't you laughing too about how bad you bombed? Or is she just being No, she's just awful. being honest. Yeah. No, not even awful. Yeah. Just being transparent. Right. She doesn't feel like she's being shitty. Right. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. She was like, kind of like, almost like, oh, man, that's awful for your son. How do, yeah. how do you... And that was, that was like... Uh, I couldn't sleep for the next two days because uh, then yeah. I, I started worrying, well... Will people start making fun of my son? Right. Uh, will they start laughing at him? Well, and that started creating a lot of anxiety. And then I told, I, I had that conversation, you know, with my son. I was like, "Listen, you know, it, it was an awful set." And he was like, "No, it was. I didn't see it that way." And you know, which just like, and he's like, he's like, "You're you're so funny. Whatever happens." Right. And and that uh, it's 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 a weird feeling, and. I have no words to describe it without getting emotional, but it's a yeah. weird feeling when your your kid is like your coach. Yeah, that, that's, you know, when that's your wild. kid becomes your cheerleader, right? And your kid is like, uh, 
like nothing that any kid would say would phase him. Yeah, that's big, man. Yeah, you know, because like we feel so vulnerable as comedians that you feel like it's your worth. Yeah, like what your last set was. On top of that, they don't know how a comedy show is supposed to go. <laughs> right. They might think that's right. what a comedy show is like. Right. 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 You know right, what I mean? Right, right, right. So to them, it's not as bad. To the other parents, they they have a concept. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And, but and, and, that's that's like I I was like how how what's the happy ending here? That's a very happy ending. Yeah. Sure. You know what? I, I I guess I guess it is it is it is it, dude, it, because, yeah, it is it well, is it well is. as far as your greatest fear. Was it was going to affect him? Right. That's really what this is about. Bombing is bombing. Right. But if it was going to affect your son, right? It doesn't sound like it affected him. No. No. You know. And no one ta- spoke about it. Uh, none of his classmates. I thought he was going to get like laughed at. And, right. Uh, your dad's not funny. And it, it was weird to also see parents that I do know not even saying anything, not even acknowledging. You know, like that's yeah. the most frustrating thing yeah, about it's, the it's, entire. It's, yeah, it's not thing. like it's not like hey, that was rough. Like yo, you did yeah. it. But no, no, like no words of encouragement. Not, they know the the circumstances of you know what I'm playing for, and and I think my biggest mistake, like I wish I would have had the. It was so tricky because if if I was in a comedy club, I would have I would have been truthful and said like uh, this is the biggest mistake uh, you know of my <laughs> yeah, life to yeah, be right, here, right. and I, I could play. But then to say that in you front can't. of kids. Then you, then you, yeah, you can't, you can't you were, say that in front of kids. You were in a compromised position yes. where you couldn't take it to the fucking pull the ripcord moment. Yeah. Because you couldn't shit on the event. You couldn't yes. shit on the kids. Yes. You couldn't shit on anything. Any, anything. And not stay, po- and the illusion of staying positive. Right. And then. Uh, so it's like you had to box without putting your hands up. Yeah. You know, and I, like yeah, Rocky. And, yeah, and, yeah, and I'm getting punched, and I'm getting punched. Right? <laughs> they just punch each other yeah. in the face back and forth, and Rocky. And, and, and if they only knew, man, I, I, I lost money to do that. I have kids, man. I lost money to be here and to to get like zero love or zero, yeah. like you know, like a pat in the back, like yo, you did it, you know. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for coming out at least. Yeah, like that, that. that wasn't that wasn't. Uh, you know that was that wasn't cool, uh, but to and then hear a kid say that, and then me worrying about my own kid. Uh, but overall, I think you're right. You know, like when I when I I never would have had that experience with my son had 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 I not bombed, had yeah. I not gone through that, and uh, and I think that was the most I guess rewarding uh, yeah. thing to discover that you know. I think you're right. You're right. He's at that age where where I'm going to be his hero for another couple of years yeah. until you know right. I don't know anything. Yeah. yeah, and then I might know something. You know. Yeah. Those those see one of the flaws we have as comedians is to take anything. Yeah. You know, and like some a certain love part of you wanted to do the gig and like, and I just know, a, a situation like this for me was. It made me quit my... I ended up with a day job again in 2013. And uh, I I missed a show at the Laugh Factory because I had to go to my day job. Because it wasn't just a day job. It was a day and night job. It was production. Mm-hmm. If you took the work, you were working like 14 hours. You're going to miss everything that day. And then I took another... And then another day of work, I missed a show at the comedy store. And then I... I was doing a show at 
it wasn't the same situation as yours, but for my boss, I was doing a show for his kid's school, but it was just the parents. So it was a much more... Oh, yeah, that's It was a much better great. situation. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, but the, then I missed... Um, a show at the Comedy and Magic Club. You know how clubs are. They call you that day yeah. a lot of the times. Yeah. And I was like, this day job is like, even though comedy pays dog shit, it's fucking up the whole reason I'm in Los Angeles mm-hmm. is to do these shows. And I remember I even showed up to the gig and my, my boss was also a stand-up comedian and he was like, he goes, oh, you came here instead of the Comedy of Magic? What the fuck? And I was like, I didn't want to let you down. And he was like, you should have went to the Comedy of Magic. <laughs> so it was like a double whammy. Right, right, right. It was like right, I sacrificed right. for the yeah. cause and yeah, still yeah, got yeah, yeah, Are yeah. you stupid? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, sometimes I do wonder, like, you know, I, I feel like assholes get away with being more successful because they just, they self-serve, you know? It's, and they, they, anyone would have taken that that club, but... You you stuck with. I did the same thing you did. Yeah, but because you're you know you're. A- but I've been told long ago by successful people, always go with more money, like even to the point of if somebody offers you more money that week, cancel the fucking weekend if it's worth it. Yeah. If it's like four times the amount you're gonna make, and you don't care if you're gonna play the place again, fuck them. Take the money. I've heard this from very successful people. That's my heart. And I thing. never had it in my in my heart to do. I did it one time and it backfired big time. What happened? Well, the the the, the setup for this show is I did a casino in Vegas through this booker out of North Carolina, and the um, the guy never paid me. The 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 oh, I it's almost like a third party thing. This yeah. guy in North Carolina books me to work in Las in Las Vegas. I work in Las Vegas. Las Vegas guy doesn't pay me. And it's a whole scenario. It's a long story with bad check after bad check after bad check. And then I had another gig through that North Carolina booker in Northern Carolina, uh, North Carolina, and I got something that paid higher. And I told him like straight up, I go, I got another gig that pays more, so I'm not taking your gig. And he like totally bitched me out. This is how it works. Blah 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 blah. Have a great career. Blah, blah, blah. And. I had the restraint for some reason. I didn't want to get one of these email battles, but I totally should have been like, dude, last time I worked for you, I didn't get paid mm-hmm. at all. But I just let him bitch me out, and like that was that. Mm-hmm. And I don't regret it, but I also didn't like the feeling of fucking the guy over, and I didn't like the fucking talking to I got. That, you but, know, yeah, and, and th- that's you know that shows a lot of character. I, I, there's a, a very... Uh, a wonderful uh, comic, one of the best comics in Canada, Steve Patterson. Uh, just brilliant, complete, like so brilliant. And I remember one year, uh, I was a younger comic, but I think if I remember well, he was offered something at Just for Laughs, like a, a big gala. Yeah. But he was headlining that weekend at the Comedy Nest. And uh, they said, well, the show's, you know, this weekend. And he was like, well, I'm headlining the Comedy Nest. It's like, it's a gala. Yeah, you know, and he said, "Well, I'm headlining. I committed to right. the comedy nest." Yeah, and he, as down as he was, and they wouldn't compromise. And I'm pretty certain it was a gala just for laughs, uh, or, or a very similar huge event. Mm-hmm. And he just said no because he was headlining for you know what that room seats what 130 people. Yeah, uh, and uh, and I 
I, a part of me thought he's completely crazy, but another part of me was like, wow, man, that's like, I think, I think this really ties into how we open the show. And, and unless you're, I would say, unless you're really good friends with the club owner and you can make a living off that club. The club owner would have been fine with it. Yeah. To me, it's like. But you just don't want to put that club owner in. I know. And I don't think we can afford to think that way. I think you have to do what's best for you at all times if it's clear. And like I said, I've operated like that guy more than I haven't. Yeah. Where too. I honored my things, but but I think you at least have to talk to the person and say, hey, is this going to fuck you? Otherwise, I'm going to reschedule. And the truth is, like, the club owners aren't going to have your back if X, Y, and Z, whatever that is, you're not popular, you go through a rough patch, blah, blah, blah. They're not going to have your back the way you need them they're, they're not, you can't rely on them. And so you shouldn't look out for them. Yeah, they'll never, a comedy club, no matter how big you are, no, you could be the biggest comic. They will never need you. There's yeah. a million comics they that will never need they you. Can, they can put 10 so, guys yeah. that have 10 right. minutes yeah. and make the same amount of money unless you're famous. You Even know? if you're famous. And then when you're still, famous. Yeah. Now, yeah. As yeah. big as you are. They can as, as big as you out. are. Yeah. 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 Do you, only, you can only fit so many people in the club. So it doesn't matter if you have, you know, the biggest following in the world or if you have just enough to fill that club you're still filling yeah. the club either way for them right. so they don't give a shit so I think in terms of this podcast sometimes self care means doing what's best for you yeah especially if it's not gonna put somebody out of business I have the biggest problem with that me too I can't I think do, we I, all do I've done shows where I've done them before and I go I'm never doing that again and then someone will be like hey do you wanna jump on this show next month and I'm like it's a month away. Yeah, why not? And well, let me let it, me tell you, I'm not even putting in my avails at the Tribeca Comedy Club <laughs> ever again because I can I can't face that. I can't face that, yeah, and it, I don't like the club anyway. And it comes no disrespect. Like, I don't yeah. want I don't want to shit on the club. Um, I'm just like, nah, I'll figure something else out. Yeah. <laughs> and then it gets yeah, it gets there, and you're like, well, I already committed. And then yeah. I run into comics and they're like, no, I fucking cancel. I cancel yeah. every time with that. Right. Or there are comics who have a reputation of like, you'll book them on like a produce, like I have friends that produce shows and they'll book these bigger names and then the name just doesn't show up. And they're like, oh yeah, that's just so-and-so. And yeah. it's like, oh, we can just cancel. You can. We're allowed to do that. Cause I've never, I, if I commit to a thing, I'm like, no, we're doing this. Yo, I, and then I, I'm praying to yo, God that they cancel the show. I, I, I learned something. <laughs> that works, doesn't dude, it? Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Right. God's got time to sort that out. Uh, he does. <laughs> I, I remember. Uh, should I help out Ukraine or should I hook Brennan up? Do you Do you guys know Marina Franklin? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Marina. Marina Franklin. I remember once she. Um, yeah, they were bringing back that show in Living Color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They remember. Uh, yes. So back this was two thousand eleven. About ten 12? years ago, something yeah. like that. And uh, they were auditioning for In Living Color. And uh, so the, we had a lineup. And, uh, and then we were, in, we were in the green room, and this was in a comedy club that no longer exists. It was, um, oh, man, it was at the uh, lower, I think, lower east side. What, what was it? it was, I don't know. Whatever. I know what you're talking about. There was uh, a lower east side a comedy li- club. Yeah, That's what it was yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, so she's on first. And I said, oh, I'm like, shit, how do you feel about going on first? Like, I'm not going on first. I said, well, it's the lineup is like, you're, you're yeah. on first. Like, well, I, I asked to switch because I'm not going up first. Uh-huh. And I was like, you can do that? Right. You I know. Say I know. No? Yeah. Dude, I don't, I cannot begin to tell you the amount of times where 
I had really important showcases. I, when I did that thing for NBC, when I was a, a finalist for um, diversity stand up, and yeah. yeah, when they it used to be called diversity, and then they called they switched it to stand up NBC. So on the final show. Uh, on the last one, closing it out with all the agents, all the managers, everyone in the room at the improv, I'm up first. And I'm like, a part of me is like, well, they do think I'm strong enough to open the show. Right. Uh, and I am strong enough to open yes. the show. And But another part of me is like, I, I there's no way I want to open I the show. Bolt, I don't right. want to bolt as yeah. Right. Yeah. I, want, I want that soft third, fourth golden oh, spot where the yeah. where room is warmed up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And exactly, exactly. Without, without even saying a word, you know. And clean up, you baby. Know uh, do I even have to tell the jokes? Right, right. And 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 many times, man, I was up first, and it didn't serve me. And I would have liked to have the courage to say no. You yes. Know? I remember the first time uh, I I was I was pretty much uh, with, with a Colbert. I was offered to do the Colbert show. And uh, they uh, they reached out to me. They we love your set. We're uh, can you tweak this? I tweaked it. We love it. We're gonna we, you know we want to have you on the show. Yeah. It was one of the greatest emails I got yes. in in my career in New right. York. And then they said, all right, we're just gonna showcase the five the five comics we want. And uh, and 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 yeah. So it it wasn't like a. It didn't feel like it was an audition. It was just we just want to see it before we mm-hmm. we put you up. Uh, and then, and at least that's a hundred percent how it felt. Uh-huh. And uh, and uh, Sam Morrill is warming up the show. Uh, so Sam Morrill, which I love, yeah. is doing Sam Morrill material, mm-hmm. uh, warming up a television set where everyone has to do a clean five minute set. Right, oh, and that's not uh, that's not his style. Well, it's not even it's a question of his style. He got booked. He did his job. Yeah. And that's, you know, you get money, you get paid, sure, you're, yeah, you're yeah, performing, yeah. you got to do what yeah. you got to do. You do you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's the bookers, like, what are, what that's are you, what, I'm what, saying. Are, what, yeah. what are you thinking to put that blue, like that blue, uh, like that style of comedy yeah. right before a five minute clean set where you can't address anything. You can't address the crowd. You can't break. You got to be in, out. And I'm there and I, my first like three minutes bombed. Like it, yeah. they weren't in clean mode. Right. They weren't in television friendly mode. Yeah. So I I did okay with a set that I thought at that time was perfect and great enough for they them. They told you. They was. said they yeah. said let's do this, and and I've been killing with that set forever. Uh, it's not to mention the nerves of you know oh, doing yeah. this yeah, yeah. and and wanting to get it and wanting to do well. And then the second comic. Is you know my job was to literally shift gears, yeah, uh, for the show for the showcase. Right, that's how it felt. I'm just I'm just switching gears, and then the so- second comic kind of ate it a little bit, did better, and out of the five comics, three, four, and five landed the show. Yeah, yep. And you know, number one, two, and and again, if I if I wonder if I if I said no, right, like the power of saying no, yeah, uh, and those moments. You know, and with NBC, I did fine. I did great, and they told me a year later you were the runner-up to win the thing. But I knew I would never. This is not the face of diversity for NBC, <laughs> right? This is you already uh, know. Yeah, I knew. I knew right away. Uh, but the power of saying no uh, to and, and a part of me—it's it's such a battle because a part of me is thinking 
yes, I can do that. I can do anything. There's, Another part of me is like, be smart and just yeah. place yourself where. There's this it, mentality of like almost like a soldier. It's like I can do the job. I'm a pussy if I don't do the job. Yep. And but it really, if it serves you better, right? Eh, try to get away with it if you can. If you know it's going to work for you. There's some people that would like to take the bullet. That's what their act is based around. They don't want to follow somebody else's energy. But I think it's more about like the sweet spot. Hell yeah. Right. Well, it's Three always, or four. Yeah. Three or four. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. That's going to do it for us at the power of how. And uh, yeah, look out for yourself. <laughs> know when to say no. Yeah. Peace. Thanks for listening to the power of how. Music by Daniel Torado. Artwork by Nelson Diaz. Follow us on all the social medias at at the Power of How Podcast. Rate, review, and subscribe. And check us out at patreon.com forward slash the Power of How Podcast. Send us some positive vibes in the form of U.S. currency. See you next week, everybody. Mm-hmm.